Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Monday, July 31st, 2023. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside Forbes, 30 under 30, a.k.a. the second best baby blues in San Francisco, a.k.a. the pink one at Tim Gettys. I'm so pink. You see these shoes? Usually when you really nail the outfit, Mm -hmm. when it's not just a black me undie shirt, Mm -hmm. you're dressing for something. No, just just, just, just because. Yeah, well, Joey went to the the Taylor Swift Eras Tour uh, this weekend. I didn't, but I was feeling the festivities, so I'm wearing my, my Tom Cruise. I like that. Ethan Hunt, I like that Aeros tour. Yeah. Um, and then, no, just like the outfit just works so well. So I was like, yeah, got to like use it, this right? up as much as I can before it's like not appropriate to wear anymore. I don't know when that'll happen because Ethan sure. Hunt is forever. Sure. But sure. It's just timely. Right one day now. you're going to learn, Greg. I know you're not an action guy, but one day you're going to see Tom Cruise run and it's going to change you. I've seen him run. Yeah. Yeah. He runs so well. He does run really well. So fa- so he runs so fast. Really well. <laughs> Timothy Gettys. Yes. Talk to me about your Pokemon Go weekend because I saw you out there carrying mm-hmm. the palms. Mm-hmm. I saw you out there dressed completely in black in the sun. Uh, that was a choice. You know, and it's then, a myth though. The whole wearing black thing with yeah, the heat. Yeah, it, it's a myth. It's mainly the pants. If you're wearing shorts, you're yeah, good. air's moving down there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, I'm, I got some bird dogs, Greg. <laughs> you know, what I'm talking right, about? you got some bird dogs. Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna start wearing uh, shorts on some of these walks, depending on uh, how hot it's gonna be. Yeah, um, did pretty good. Not not too sunburned. A little a little bit of no. It. You have color. I have some. You have color. a pop of color. Yeah, I have a pop of color too. I don't know how much it shows in the light, but yeah. I, but I've also been better, you know, with Ben of being outside all the time. So I often have pops of color. Yeah, but it's like. Like when I got home, you see, you see like the neckline. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Barrett, give me the one of my. Oh, Barrett's coming in right now. Oh. You got that neckline there. You can see where it goes from a pink boy to a white boy. You know what I mean? I'm just always a pink boy. But me too. Last weekend walked about six miles. This weekend walked about ten miles. It was insane. Are you noticing dropping the lb? No, 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 okay. no, no, no. If anything, it's going up. <laughs> You're just eating burritos. Why yeah, is that possible? To- yeah. You know what? It's a myth. Everything is a myth. Wow. Damn. Everything, um, everything. But yeah, no, it was uh, wild because it, we went to Pier 39, which is like the mecca of Pokemon Go in the world. Like, oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah. It's like one of the most um, hop, concentrated spots, um, which I think Niantic's uh, office is down there. They are. So they are I think that there. that kind of makes some that sense. sense. But um, yeah, we went super hard. There was a big event happening. So I wanted to take advantage of it. All what was experience. the event this weekend? Um, and I don't know. It was called some adventure, some shit, whatever. Okay. It was like a bunch of fossil Pokemon. The Aerodactyls, ah, the okay. Butos, the Ammonites. They're all out there. Uh, but the big thing was Andrew Goldfarb hit me up and he's like, uh, every Pokestop that you've never been to is going to be like 10 times the amount of experience if you uh, do a certain thing. And I was like, oh man, I've never been to the Mecca, Pier yeah. 39. And there's just a bunch of Pokestops. There's just so many. So I was like, we're just going to crush this all day. Sure. And so we did, and it was awesome. Dogs loved it. Everyone loved the dogs. It was like they were an attraction they to their Pokemon own. They Pokemon on right? their own. Did they it, have little costumes on? Did you put No, no costumes, on? but they were just walking. But it did hit a point where Moose was like, I'm just done. I'm not walking anymore. You over. went way too far. So then I had to carry him, and I carried him for about three months. There it is. There it is. And Look how happy he is, though. Yo, he was such a happy dude, but it, he was what made it way too hot. Yeah. Way sure. too hot. Yeah, sure. That but makes sense. It was super fun. I'm, I'm super. I, I gained like a level and a half, man. I'm crushing. I'm on nothing, my way. Man. That ain't nothing. I'm yeah. sorry. That I'm I'm saying if you're not paying attention, audience members who aren't as high, that that is something. Yeah. That ain't nothing. That's, exactly. a, that's, a, that's a lot in a day. Exactly. So I'm feeling feeling real good about that. Where are we at? Where's Gia at with the Pokemon Go? She's not getting into it. She's sticking with Marvel Snap. And she's just like, I'm going to support you. I was going to say, but she enjoys exercise and loves, outdoors. So she's loves. happy to have you out of, out of, out of the basement. It's her, she's already like, what are we doing next weekend? She's like so in on this. And I'm like, yeah, cool. Like, let's let's keep it going. But then I got I went home, started watching Twisted Metal. Or continued watching Twisted okay. Metal. Okay. Halfway through. How are we feeling? Halfway through. It's surprisingly good. Again, not for everybody, and it, it, it is Twisted Metal. 
You know what I mean? It's not like it's this thing of like, for everyone that was like, why are they making this show? Who gives a fuck about these characters? Yes, it, that's the point is not giving a fuck about the characters. But it's like weirdly heartfelt, weird. Yeah, funny. right. That's what I felt at the end of the premiere. Yeah. And I yeah. was like, holy shit, there's like there's something here. I'm excited to keep watching it. Um, yeah. I'm like, I'm, I'm seeing a lot of people that I respect uh, Zavalier out there. Um, uh, what, what's it called? El Paso Elsewhere. Is that the name of the, the games coming out? Yeah, so it looks dope yeah. as fuck. Um, so he's making that, and he he was talking about uh, him watching it, and he's like, "I am so stoked for a season two. Like, and so I'm like, "Whoa!" So there's even better stuff to come. So okay. yeah, a big surprise, you know. Some some of us might have called it, you know, but big blessing, surprise. blessing did, blessing yeah. did. But did anybody call? Rumors about Nintendo's next console, no way. our Venba review, and so much more. We'll find out on this episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, of course, be part of the show for free at kindoffunny.com slash KFGD. Give us your questions, comments, and concerns about the day's news. Of course, give us your squad up requests. And then tune in live to watch us record the show on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames and youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames. If you're watching live, guess what, Jack? You got a special job. Go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames. Uh, podcast services around the globe. Of course, if you want to go that extra mile, head on over to patreon.com slash kindoffunny. On patreon.com slash kindoffunny, you can get each and every episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily ad-free and if that wasn't enough, of course, you could watch us record our podcasts ad-free, like the Kind of Funny podcast recording this afternoon. I'm excited for it. In which I Oh, will... that's why I dressed up. I, whenever we're I on the podcast, I, yeah. my, I get my full sure. body shot, thing, yeah. and I'm like, all right, the shoes and pants matter more. For 40 years, ladies and gentlemen, I've wondered something, and I'm going to ask these motherfuckers what uh -oh. their answer is when we start uh -oh. the Kind of Funny podcast this afternoon. You can watch live on Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny. Of course, you can watch later on Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny, where it would also be ad-free as a video and an MP3, where you could also get more than 300 exclusive episodes of content we've done since October. And, of course, where you get some exclusive merch. And let me tell you, mm -hmm. there's amazing things on Patreon each and every day. Every month, there's a physical item. We tweeted it out, and then we put it in, and we ezed it out. I don't know how you say it now with yeah. the X. You know, the X, I fucking hate it. I put it on the Patreon page. I say, yo, 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 I updated here. The premium item that is going to get announced this week, I want three of these. Yeah. Okay? Three. That's, Why three? Because I want to save them for when I burn them out. Mm -hmm. I've burned out some of the other ones. Yeah. Without giving, well, their shirts, everybody. I've burned out some of the other exclusive Patreon content. So I pick up like the sirens on our end and it's all like, yeah. wrinkly. it's all not wrinkly. It's like, it's all broken Fine. up. And I'm like, oh man, I miss this shirt. I like this shirt. You know, same with the KFAF uh, spring break. Mm. Another great shirt, but looks like garbage now. I need new shirts, but I have too many shirts. It's a whole thing. We'll talk whole about thing, it. Man. Um, look forward to that on patreon.com slash kind of funny, of course, tomorrow. Uh, if you have no bucks to toss our way, though, of course, like I said, get the show for free and support us with that there. Epic game code, uh, creator code, kind of funny when you're checking on the Epic Store or when you're playing Fortnite, Rock League, etc. on the platform of your choice. Housekeeping for you. One of the fundraising goals you helped us hit back during the launch of the spare bedroom was the four special presentations from Barrett. His third one is premiering tomorrow. And it's Zelda in Review Part 2 that'll be premiering at 2 p.m. tomorrow right here on YouTube.com slash Kinda Funny Games. Barrett, how stoked are you to have this monkey off your back? Very excited. It's been a labor of love. I posted up over on... Um, are, are we just call? Do we have to call it X? No. Is that the thing? Yeah, is that the thing? We can call it Twitter because it's a dumb name, and eventually it'll be dead, and we'll just go to threads. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I, I tweeted out uh, essentially some some fun factoids, uh, just like over the course of six months, oh, put uh, roughly 140 hours into four different Zelda games in total. Uh, I never keep track of how long it takes me to write a script. Uh, five and a half hours of recording. Uh, 60 hours of editing all put together into one 88-minute video, which will premiere tomorrow at God 2 p.m. Pacific. Uh, it'll be me reviewing the Minish Cap, the Oracle Games, and Tears of the Kingdom, uh, talking about them uh, all in their spoiler-filled glory and adding them to my ranking, uh, which has not been updated since Zelda in Review Part 1 came out in 2020, which is weird, Tim. Because I think of Zelda in Review as like a 2019 20, thing. I would think even 2017. You know what I mean? Time means nothing to me. I know. Nothing. But like that's because I worked on most of that project in 2019, and it's weird that Zelda in Review came out 10 days before we started working from home. Yeah. 
<laughs> which is really fucking weird. God, hate that it. Sucks. I hate it. I hate it. Perfect timing though with the Oracle games just coming to Nintendo Switch Online last I week. I know. So. I couldn't have asked for like better like slight promo on Nintendo's end of like, yeah. hey, Oracle games are out now. So there you go. Everyone get uh, excited. Of course, that's there because of your support on patreon.com slash kind of funny. Just like kind of munchies, we're doing a run of kind of munchies where Mike tries new foods and does weird things and people eat weird stuff. Uh, episode one uh, was recorded last week. I believe it's up on its own already. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, episode two recording today after this stream or after kind of funny games daily on the stream. But it's all one stream. You know what I'm talking about. If that wasn't enough weird out-of-pocket kind of funny content for you uh, i went to san diego comic-con and i hosted a game of kind of feudy after the premiere of twisted metal the sponsored episode is up for free right now on youtube.com slash kind of funny games how many times can people say chocolate find out and see which team wins the three ps5s Very if you've cool. never seen me work my magic at a san diego comic-con panel this is your it. chance to go in there and see me totally rip off blessings game and make the crowd play and then just that there, I think that's the drunk guy right there too. He was great. Now he wasn't, he, you know, there was always that line with the being a drunk guy. Yeah. He was the fun, good drunk, drunk guy. He added okay. to the content, but even surprisingly, he wasn't even the, he wasn't even the most like not paying attention. It doesn't matter. It's a great episode of kind of feudy. If you've never seen kind of feudy, you should check it out. Then go to patreon.com slash kind of funny, where you can get a whole bunch of different kind of feudy episodes. Don't mention in the comments, my sunburn. Thank you to our Patreon producer who sees all the kind of feuties, Delaney Twining. Today we're brought to you by Honey, Better Help, and Shady Rays. We'll talk about that later. Yes, we will. For now, let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. Time for some news. Eight items on the Roper Report. A baker's dozen. Number one with a bullet, ladies and gentlemen. Sources say Nintendo targets 2024 with next-gen console. This is Andy Robinson at VGC. Development kits for Nintendo's next console are now with key partner studios with launch planned for next year, sources have told VGC. According to multiple people with knowledge of Nintendo's next-gen console plans, the company is likely to release new hardware during the second half of 2024. To ensure that it will have ample stock available on day one and to avoid the kind of shortages seen with the PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X slash S. Although specific details on the console are being kept closely guarded, those v- those VGC spoke to indicated that the next gen console would be able to be used in portable mode. Yay! Similar to Nintendo Switch. Two sources VGC spoke to suggested that the console could launch with an LCD screen instead of the more premium OLED in order to bring down costs, especially considering the increased storage needed for higher fidelity games. The current Switch comes with just 32 gigabytes of internal memory, while many current-gen PlayStation and Xbox games are over 100 gigabytes. Like its predecessor, the new Nintendo console will also accept physical games via a cartridge slot. Yay! sources say uh, other details such as backwards compatibility support for switch games physical and digital remains unclear nintendo did not immediately respond to vgc's request for comment on this story tim not surprising is it finally time yes i mean it all makes sense right like it's one of those things we've talked about this for so long in some way shape or form it, we here are still talking about the successor what that looks like what it's going to be called how it's going to function super nintendo switch We'll see. I, I feel like that's very doubtful. But again, it's Nintendo. There is no predicting. Put up the WNDs in the chat. Weird Nintendo decisions. Come on, chat. Left and right. Um, I had this a moment of realization about a week ago, Greg. I was getting into the shower, getting my shower yeah, thoughts you going. Were. You know, getting all warmed up, soaked up, all that stuff. You put the soap straight on your body, you put it under like a loofah or a rag. Uh, it's a, a loofah type situation. There, there's been a debate at this office that concerns me. Um, but the thing that concerns me more is I realized, oh, fuck. When the next Switch comes out, it's not going to be OLED. Like, yeah. almost yeah. for sure, they're going to fuck that up. And it's going to really, really upset me. I don't know how I'm going to deal with it. I'm going to be very annoying to everybody out there oh, about no. this. It's not going to be fun. Um, the OLED on the Switch makes it such a better experience. It is such a nice screen. I'll tell you what. Mm. Jen's sister just left this morning. Lovely lady. It was nice to have her visit alongside her boyfriend. She... I came upstairs one of these days, two days ago. She was playing her Switch. Oh, she's playing Binding Isaac. You know, she's got a gajillion hours, and that's that's great. Uh, she went downstairs. I was playing stuff on the couch, and then I moved the Switch, and I picked it up, and it was an original Switch. And I was like, oh, I, like, recoiled. 
Yeah. I've been using the OLED for so long now. I don't even think about how gorgeous that is. How I hate the bezel of the Bezel's old Switch. Great on the one. Yeah. yeah. And I, that stuff, I think that they're, the design philosophy, I think, will carry on to the next one. Um, like, they tend to just get better with of time course. with the, the designs of stuff. But, yeah, the OLED thing's unfortunate. I feel like we'll get an OLED model down the line uh, for that, you know, second burst of money for Nintendo. Uh, and that sucks. But overall, very excited for a new Switch. Not just because of all the obvious reasons of wanting more power. Switch already being outdated at this point. Sure. Uh, but for me, I always get excited with Nintendo when a new uh, generation starts. Because it kind of resets the clock on franchises. And it kind of is like, alright, cool. We can revisit uh, Mario Kart. We can revisit, uh, you know, even some of the, the bigger things like a Smash Brothers and Mario games, Zelda games, things like that. Like, we get to start getting excited about what the next-gen version of those things looks like. Uh, and with the Switch, we've kind of seen the franchises play out. Like, I, I think that it's very clearly at the end of its life cycle. Uh, we still have a handful or more of games coming out of different degrees of importance and, like, weight for people. But uh, we have Mario Wonder, right? A new 2D Mario game. That's obviously a huge deal. How uh, but even besides that, we got the, the WarioWare we were talking about, some other ports, Luigi's Mansion, uh, Dark Moon being ported from the 3DS. I imagine we'll still continue to get more ports. There's no way the Switch ends its life without Wind Waker and Twilight Princess being ported. Um, so yeah, I, I'm just excited for that, for like being able to get to that moment where we're starting to get the big teases for the next what's next. Big games, yeah. Uh, Co-op 64 writes in, just like you can for free at kindoffunny.com slash KFGD and says, good morning, Greg and Tim. With the news that we could be seeing a, sw a new Switch in late 2024, what do you expect the rollout of the console to be? Clear your mind, Timothy Geddes. Mm. Will we get any more directs focused on the current Switch? Yeah. You have to, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because you figure, well, hold on. I guess I should read through all these before I get that. Yeah. Done. Will there be any more bangers for the original Switch after Mario Wonder? That's a no. I'm, there's Metroid Prime 4, like the looming thing that like... You I, think it's going to get, you think it's going to be a original Breath of the Wild situation and the other one that I always forget, the other Zelda that did... Twilight Princess. Thank my, you. My problem with it is Metroid Prime doesn't have that juice. Sure. It doesn't have the like the, uh, the market share and the ability to move units like that. Having said that, Zelda wasn't ever the biggest seller either. So yeah. we're in a new era. I just still... Even how did, how did uh, Prime re-release do? Remaster do? Really well, but like... Not like relative again, okay. the switch is just like an amplifier for sales for all these franchises. We were just talking uh, last week on the show about how um, the majority of franchises, even if they're just ports coming to switch for the first time already sells more than like the entire history for sure. sometimes combined of, of titles with rare exception being the Mario sports titles and WarioWare. Um, but Metro dread uh, performing super well, prime remastered performing super well. You would imagine prime four if it's good, which I expect it to be, it better be. after all this time yeah, and with exactly. retro involved. Um, I mean, retro hasn't done anything bad. You know, they've had some that weren't as perfect as other things, but like retro are our top freaking tier. And they haven't put out a game since Tropical Freeze, man. Outrageous to Outrageous. think about. Outrageous. So um, there's definitely a banger there, hopefully. And uh, I can see them being like, yeah, cool. It is cross-platform, whatever that means, cross-gen uh, between the two. But it being a launch title, something about that doesn't sit right with me um but at the same time i don't necessarily think that the switch is going to switch to whatever it is is going to have a breath of the wild like the fact that we got breath of the wild at the launch of the switch is such a special rarity like launch titles being the banger of the system mario 64 breath of the wild that's pretty much it otherwise halo one like besides that it's like normally third parties kind of bolstering things or yeah. just like more iterative things and like a taste of what might happen down the line. The Serpine just went through the chat. Sorry, so I can't give you, it's already gone. Uh, but the question there was saying, oh, they won't have a, Z I think there's a conversation in the chat. They won't have a Zelda ready, but they will have Mario Odyssey 2 ready. Yeah, that's, I mean, that'd be amazing. Fuck like yeah. really, really, really amazing. And what's that team been working on? You know, that's, yeah. that is, my favorite thing is looking at Nintendo's uh, teams right now and being like, there are still so many questions. Same thing with PlayStation, like PlayStation Studios and Nintendo, Xbox, we know. We kind of can look at all their first parties and sure. make either educated guesses or we explicitly know. Or they told us, like, yo, what, we're working on games, they're coming. What they're the dominoes on. are lining up, goddammit. And, and so I think that uh, with PlayStation, because of what its showcase was last uh, a couple months ago, where it focused so much on the multiplayer side of things, that yeah. left 
so many single player uh, focused studios with us being like, what, what what's it going to be? When's it going to be? All of that. And we're going to get those answers eventually. Yeah. With Nintendo, there are still so many teams that we just don't know what they've been working on or what they've been working on in the last couple of years hasn't been like the highest profile stuff. Like the Mario Kart team put out Mario Kart uh, 8 Deluxe and ARMS. And then there's been all the Mario Kart 8 DLC, DLC right? yeah. which is, you know, I'm not a scientist, not a game developer, but all that is is for the most part, courses that already exist being um, reimagined in the Mario Kart 8 um, style, which requires a lot of work, but significantly less than a whole new video game. You don't imagine that entire team is working on all those courses, right? Like yeah. Maybe they split them up and are giving up. Somebody should be working on pre-pro and what the next thing would be and going where hopefully Mario Kart. But even then, I, I imagine that working on all of the um, Mario Kart booster pass stuff, which uh, there are some original levels. There are There's brand new content in it and uh, let alone the the music and um, all that that is like completely new and in the style of Mario Kart 8. I can't imagine that the entire DLC project was any more um, laborious than the porting of Mario Kart 8 Deluxe to begin with. And they did that alongside ARMS, which was a brand new IP, a brand new game, completely different than what they've done before. So what else have they been working on? I imagine there has been something. Is it another Mario Kart or is it something different? Uh, Grezzo, what are they up to? Um, then the, the, the Mario teams are really interesting because you look at Nintendo EAD and they, it gets complicated with how they name themselves and even like who's working on what. I feel yeah, like it's yeah, more yeah. director focused as opposed to like team focused. But uh, what is the Odyssey team working on? The, now that we have the Mario Wonder team, like how many of the people that worked on Odyssey are actually working on Wonder as well? They, they do share a lot of resources in that way. So um, it, it's going to be interesting to see when those questions start to be answered um, and what that looks like for the launch title. If Obviously, the strategy worked for Nintendo. Have Breath of the Wild, have this amazing game alongside amazing hardware that gets people excited. Yeah, People are still excited about the Switch and the concept of the Switch. Will the Switch 2 have the same type of the whole world is in on this factor? Or is it going to be, it won't be a Wii U situation, but like, Will it kind of just be like a GameCube situation after then 64 or something like that for modern times? I don't know. And then you I think really got to look be big. one thing, Greg. Yeah. Animal Crossing. Exactly. That's my thing is I don't know if Switch 2 out the gate blows the doors off. Can't keep them on shelves. Oh, my God. Like, I don't I don't. That's always lightning in a bottle. Hard to predict. Yada, yada, yada. It's more of when it's got an install base. And yes, the next Animal Crossing, the next Mario Kart, the next Zelda drops. That's when it's like they are going to be fine. As long as they don't make a WND and totally change control methods and this, that, and the other and ditch the portability. And yet, like, if they just make the Switch better and then make the games people love for it, they're going to be fine. That that thing's going to sell just fine. Yeah. Co-op 64 has one final question for you. Will the announcement come for the new Switch, obviously, from a YouTube video on a random Thursday in October, like the original Switch? I don't remember feeling like the Switch came, like, it was just, like, farted out i remember it being a big deal we all watched oh i mean it was farted was it i don't remember yeah that. there was the, you know me the, i don't remember any history. there was just a, a tweet that went up of creepy mario behind the cur- like peeking out of the curtain <laughs> yeah well that was like <laughs> we have something coming like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah well that's like teasing an announcement that's not the announcement yeah but it? then then the announcement was just a, a youtube video i mean like it, it wasn't nintendo direct it wasn't a press conference that's all that's being said right like yeah, yeah. like it being farted out like all these things were just farted out to <laughs> some extent but um i don't think it'll <laughs> be doing it they're just farting around i do think it'll be a standalone bespoke piece of content that uh goes out and i imagine yes they will also tease it it won't just randomly there's not just gonna be a, an announcement of the next nintendo console there'll be an announcement of that announcement announcement of announcement of announcement. yeah which god i'm excited for and do you think like the like the big like conference that they did for kind of diving into the switch and stuff do you think it'll be as goofy for the follow-up console as it was for the original switch because let me tell you when they hope not presented oh i hope so remember arms remember when they presented arms fucking awesome and one two switch that stupid ass couch octopath oh come on the stupid couch that that presentation man i have never rarely been that deflated i was so goddamn hyped and just from presentation alone that was a disaster it ended with the zelda trailer which was one of the hypest things in the entire world to this day uh like six seconds of mario odyssey footage but um yeah i i hope that uh i feel like they've learned too that was back when um Furukara, I think his name is the the president. That when he was like still new and like mm. th- that was like his first like coming out party in the whole 
uh, the, the switch snap and, and all that stuff. And I feel like they've reined him in a bit. Um, and he's kind of focused, I think, a little bit more. And uh, I think that the, the, the direct style is, is the right way to go. I'm excited to see more about that. But it's so far away. Mm-hmm. But it's not time for the list. Yeah. Number two on the Rope Report, we have your Venba review roundup. Of course, Venba, you might remember from PS I Love You, XOXO. Uh, Abby, the developer, is a kind of funny best friend, came on through and gave us the press presentation he gave, and we got to ask questions live to it. Uh, currently has a Metacritic of 80 and an Open Critic of 81. Over at Eurogamer, uh, uh, Ahmad? Ahmad? Imad Ahmad uh, gave it a four out of five and said the art style of Venba is wonderful. Each frame looks like a crude but intentional painting. I wanted to take a screenshot every few seconds, similar to my experience with Hi-Fi Rush earlier this year. And although the vignette style story left me wanting more, I knew I was already satisfied after the first couple of scenes. Venba's simple gameplay allows you to enjoy its story more, and though its presence is a temporary and though its presence is as temporary as a 90-minute movie, the rarity of such experiences always leave you feeling good once the credits start to roll. The day prior to playing Venba, my sister and I made Briani together. But after this experience, I wanted to do it all over again. Nicole Carpenter over at Polygon gave it a recommends. What Venba adds up to is a short, touching story about the life of an Indian-Canadian family. The beauty and joy of Tamil culture... Tamil culture alongside the struggle of immigrant parents and their kid it's a complex relationship uh, depicted between parents and a kid as their son pushes away from tamil culture in exchange for fitting in the food and recipes evolve alongside this changing relationship and help move the game along in a way that feels focused and natural i would have loved more venba with his vibrant sound touching story and mouth-watering food and yet i feel like visai uh, games uh, has told a complete focus story and then Hyrun Cryer over at Games Radar gave it a 4.5 out of 5 stars. Venba perfectly melts together a story of generational anxieties and dreams. That food looked good. It sure does. That's all well and good. Greg Miller here played it. Platinum, ladies and gentlemen. I give it a 4 out of 5 on the Kind of Funny scale. I say it's a great game. Um, Echo everything everybody said here. what I like about it is also what people are calling out as being a little heartbreaking about it is that it's done so quickly. It is a short game. But it packs a punch. It packs a wallop. It is a visual treat. I like the idea. Of course, if you didn't watch the PS I Love You stuff, you've missed all the stuff about it. The idea here is that, you know, you play as Venba. Uh, you are starting a family uh, away from India in Canada. You're connecting through your culture with food, but uh, the recipe book your mom gave you is damaged. So it's a game of guessing and trying to figure out what to do. And you can be wrong, but it doesn't fail or anything like that. Uh, the food was great. It looked great. It honestly was one of those that, like, you know, I've, I've started eating Indian food. And I'm not saying so because of Venba, but it was helpful in terms of, like, oh, okay. And then I also made a curry for Ben. I was like, oh, okay, I get this a bit more and I'm into it. And now I'm Let's eating go. it. Uh, but aside from the food is the story. And yes, at the end, I wanted more, but I didn't want more in the way I was unsatisfied. I just enjoyed the experience so much. I wanted more of it, but I'm kind of happy it ends where it is because it yeah. goes out leaving me wanting more. I, as I put in my tweet that uh, Barrett showed there, but maybe you're an audio listener, like it subverted expectations as well. Like I felt like, okay, I see where we're going. I see where we're going. And then the ending, I was like, oh, I didn't see this coming. I thought it was going to go a different way or, you know, the relationships would be in a different spot. In a satisfying way? Very much so. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was it was a very um, I, I it was a very honest portrayal of an ending, and I don't want to say too much. Obviously, I'm not yeah. going to give stuff away, but I thought it was going a very Hollywood way, and it ended in a very real way. I was like, oh, okay, that's very interesting. I like that a lot. I highly recommend it. Uh, you know, for me, you could platinum it on one playthrough. I did two, which got more out of it, which I liked and gave a little bit more context to what I was doing because I don't look at trophies usually before I go. Uh, I had a great time with it, though. I really do recommend it. it. They did land it. You know, congrats to Abby, of course. Like I said, kind of funny best friend. He's been watching us forever, so you know, good day for him and all that. Uh, I mean. Abby's a kind of funny best friend, so already I'm at the tank for it. Uh, Pop Agenda, of course, uh, Jen's company did do marketing and stuff for it, so heads up on that. But again, <laughs> plenty of their games are dog shit, and I say it. So, uh, yeah, I had a great time with this one. And I do think, you know, I echo everything that's here, and I, one thing I didn't say is how beautiful it is. Like the first post uh, from Emod, right, was talking about wanting to take a screenshot every all the time. Yeah. All the time I was using the capture button just to capture stuff I thought was good. It has such a storybook feel and look to it. Cool style, man. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's it's very unique. And so, yeah, it looks like it's on uh, multiple consoles too. It's not just... It's pretty much everywhere. So, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's pretty much everywhere. Cool. Go get it, everybody.
That's awesome, man. I, hey, we've just been having some bang. I mean, this been such a great year, obviously, for AAA games yeah. that we, we keep talking about. But there's been a lot of indies, too, that are just kind of, mm. like, shining. And I, I'm happy that it feels there's like... too much to play. Yeah, exactly. But I love that it does feel like, even though there's too much to play, it feels like everything has room to shine yeah. enough. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, good, good on y'all. Number three on the Roper Report. Elder Scrolls for Oblivion is getting a remake, it's claimed. This is Chris Scullion over at VGC. It's been claimed that the studio co-developing the upcoming Metal Gear Solid 3 remake is also working on a remake of the Elder Scrolls for Oblivion. A Reddit user said to be a former employee of Virtuous made the claim in a now-deleted post on Gaming Leaks and Rumors subreddit as reported by Xfire. The user was reportedly verified by the subreddit's mods as being a legitimate former Virtuous employee. If this verification process was accurate, it could lend more credibility to their claims. According to the user, Virtuous is working on five separate projects, of which the remake of Metal Gear Solid 3 is only one. The user claims that the studio is also working on Project Alter, which they say is either a remake or remaster of Oblivion, which will, will make use of a pairing system that will run the game on both Unreal Engine 5 and the Oblivion engine. Quote, for instance, new graphics are rendered in the Unreal Engine 5 project, but most of the gameplay, physics, etc. are still done in the Oblivion engine, they claim. They also say the project will be released at the end of 2024 or early 2025, quote, depending mostly on if it's a remake or a remaster, end quote, and that the game is mostly being made in Virtuous's Paris studio. Other projects Virtuous is working on, according to the user, are massive, Parentheses, described as Monster Hunter crossed with Shadow of the Colossus, an expansion for M Amazon MMO New World, and a narrative climbing game codenamed Ominous. Hmm. Do you believe it, Tim? Do you believe it, Tim? I mean, it makes sense, right? When you look at the amount of games that have been remastered or remade or whatever you want to call it these days, sure. uh, I feel like we're getting to the point that there are a few obvious choices that haven't seen that treatment yet yeah uh i feel like we even we talk a lot about simpsons hit and run where it's like we're at that point if we got spongebob battle for bikini bottom getting remade we're gonna be getting simpsons hit and run at some point and i feel yeah. like that being the more you know th that's a different type of game but i feel like on the bigger side yeah this makes a ton of sense um and i i'm hopeful that virtuous can knock these projects out of the park and become a blue point you know like kind sure. of become an exciting name to hear that we're we're like going to be talking about like their next projects of like what could it be what could they be working on the same way that we do blue point but uh they got to prove it first right like 100 i think metal gear remaking metal gear solid 3 is all the eyes on you tall you know? order yeah right. like right. you've yeah, got yeah. to get that right uh and if you don't uh, th that's your first impression that is the the big one but if you get it right you're swimming baby you got it. You're mm -hmm. off the races. Yeah, I'll have to wait and see. Obviously, take all this with a grain of salt. Uh, yeah, it makes sense. If I'm Microsoft and I have this war chest now of uh, first-party games and I have all these things that I want to do stuff with while we work on Starfield, while we work on the next Fallout, while you work on, you know, the list goes on of everything that's going on, why not dip back in and go to something like Oblivion that has that audience of people who love it? But I never played Oblivion. I started at IGN right around the horse armor DLC when everybody was flipping out about that, but I never went in and jumped into Oblivion. Star, uh, Starfield. Skyrim was mm -hmm. my first, like, Bethesda open-world Elder Scrolls RPG, right? And so, like, to go back in, drop this in there, hey, here's this game that, you know, so many people love and has spawned, you know, such a legacy. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I feel like Oblivion was uh, the a, a big turning point for Xbox as a brand uh, and as a console where... I remember so many people being PS2 people and then making the jump over to, to 360. And I, I feel like the, the big wins that they would talk about would be this Elder Scrolls was one of them. And it sure. being kind of like, I, I know there were Elder Scrolls on, on console before. I mean, even Morrowind, right, was on the original Xbox, I think. You're wrong me about that. That's right. But uh, Oblivion was different. Oblivion was one of those ones where all the magazines were talking about like, yo, this is a must play. Like, this is one of the console's best um so i feel like yeah to your point skyrim was like the big breakout it, the, it seems silly to say but like we all get it skyrim was different right skyrim yeah. was like well it's kind of like the witcher and then the witcher 3 yeah like 100%. skyrim is like that where then people are like oh i am interested in, in going back so um yeah totally makes sense especially uh in a time now where it's like yeah even just look at this year we have metroid prime master we have dead space remake we have resident evil 4 remake like somewhere 
in those, yeah, an Oblivion remake, remaster, whatever, sounds perfect. We'll have to wait and see, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Just like you, if you're not a subscriber on patreon.com slash kind of funny why you may say well guess what we're about to go to sponsors but if you're on patreon.com slash kind of funny you don't have to listen to any of our shows or watch any of our shows with ads plus you get a bevy of bonus content you will get an amazing freaking shirt this very week this month in august when that starts off and then so much more of course you can watch the podcast live today kind of funny podcast tim's dressed up for it i got a question there's a million things happening on patreon but you're not there so here's a word from our sponsor this episode is brought to you by PayPal Honey, the easy way to save when shopping on your iPhone or computer. Did you know it only takes a few seconds to get it? That means if you go to add it to your laptop or iPhone right now, you could be done before this ad read is even over. And you know what else works fast? Honey's deal finding abilities. Honey is the free shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one it finds to your cart. When you check out, the Honey button appears. All you have to do is click apply coupons. You wait a few seconds as Honey searches for coupons it can find for that and then if it finds a working coupon you will find the prices drop we've saved thousands of dollars thanks to honey buying costumes props tech over the years honestly not using honey is just silly honey doesn't just work on desktop it works on your iphone too just activate it on safari on your phone and you get to save on the go getting honey seriously only takes a few seconds and by getting it you'll be doing yourself a solid and supporting this show you can get paypal honey for free at joinhoney.com slash kind of funny that's joinhoney.com slash kind of funny this episode's brought to you by shady rays take on the sun with gear built to last our friends at shady rays have you covered for the warm weather ahead with premium polarized shades at an affordable price durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures just like mike likes them shady rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements if you lose or break your pair even on day one they told us they will send you a brand new pair no questions asked and every purchase supports the shady rays impact program which works directly with nonprofits and their communities to empower and make adventure accessible for all walks of life from childhood cancer patients to young adults with serious health conditions exclusively for y'all listening right now shady rays is giving out their best deal of the season go to shadyrays.com and use code kind of funny for 50 percent off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people Again, that's shadyrays.com. Use code kinda funny. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. We all know life can be hard. It's so easy to get caught up in what everyone else needs from you and never take a moment to think about what you need from yourself. I know from experience how often it just seems easier to care about others and keep it moving. But when we spend all of our time giving, it can leave us feeling stretched thin and burned out. Therapy can give you the tools to find more balance in your life so you can keep supporting others without leaving yourself behind. Some of my best friends use BetterHelp and love how helpful it can be for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. For more balance with BetterHelp, visit betterhelp.com slash kind of funny today and get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash kind of funny betterhelp.com slash kind of funny if you're an athlete you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down after all a team is only as good as its weakest link so you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field that's why there's no vape in team when you vape you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs if you're a step behind the team's a step behind Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Tim, mm -hmm. 
We talked about Virtuous Studios maybe doing this Elder Scrolls remake slash remaster slash maybe who knows what it is. But you want to talk about these other games. What you got to say? Yeah, just real quick because they're talking about a, a game called Massive, a Monster Hunter cross with Shadow of the Colossus. Uh -huh. That's interesting. Sure. Right? Like, that's a pretty cool idea. I don't know how exactly that works, but I guess just bigger monster scale. Yeah. Right? You, I grab one leg, you grab the other leg, we crawl up there. We both get to the nutbag. We got that. that, 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 that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Amazon like MMO. Fight, Nick. New, new world thing here. And then uh, a, a narrative climbing game codenamed Ominous. I feel like we have a lot of those right now. What, well, what is that? Is that Uncharted? Like, I mean, there's that one where you climb a mountain and there's a narrative. I mean, that's, I, yeah. I, I don't remember. It's kind of funny.com slash you're wrong. Tell me which one I'm thinking of. It's in Celeste. That was a PlayStation PlayStation showcase game okay. i think right yeah i can't that remember one? i can't, i, I, yeah, I wanted cool. to say in a perna and yeah then, was, then, then there is celeste which barrett that's, that's perfect yeah you saw it yeah, uh, god of war say? 2018 that, but that's my thing though right it's like <laughs> that's interesting i kind of like that if but i don't know the narrative climbing game just sounds very you put narrative on it i'm excited oh, of course let's go oh, you got a narrative is it a different culture it's gonna climb? transport. You're gonna take me away. We're gonna climb a mountain. Someone's gonna get divorced. Greg's gonna cry. <laughs> I hope they're already divorced if they're climbing the market. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It needs to but be. But maybe they get a to the top for and their partners or ex-partners up there too, and they were like, you know what? This is the wrong. We got to come back together. Yeah. And then they bring light back to the world. I don't know. I'm just spitballing. <laughs> spitballing things. Indie devs, light. you know what you're doing better than me. You've all had a much worse life than me, and you put it into video games. <laughs> Number four on the Roper Report: Hell Divers could Hell Divers two. Could release this October a goddamn better. This is Tom Henderson at Insider Gaming. We're running out of time in 2023. Mm -hmm. Arrowhead. Put a release date on it. Helldivers 2 October, could though. be releasing this October, according to a Sony partnership program mission briefing, uh, which was sent to Insider Gaming under the condition of anonymity. According to the mission briefing, which appears to be a mistake on behalf of the publisher, creators are told to, quote, Mentioned that the game will be released this October, end quote. I will be released in October, end quote. Unfortunately, though, no exact date was provided. Uh, the news comes in light of a new update on Reddit, which reveals that Helldivers 2 has officially been raided. Helldivers 2 has, needs to come out stat. I don't know, Greg. I don't know about stat. that. Stat. I would argue it should come out in January. This is a January game. This is not an October game. Especially when October has Mario Wonder and Spider-Man. Spider-Man. You know? I'm talking I, about I PlayStation real estate. If they could get this thing out next week, yes. it'd be fantastic. Yes. Right? Because yes. looking at August, it's relatively slow compared to the last couple of months we have. We have Armored Core 6, but that's at the end of the month. Besides a lot that, of people want to pop off about Baldur's Gate 3, but remember that is not coming to PlayStation in August. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's my big thing is I want this. I want this needs to be out there to compete with when I was. Oh, man, look at me. I'm doing I'm over here. Guess what I'm doing? I'm in a star field. I'm an astronaut I'm a with a gun. Field. Oh, my God. I found this alien. It's got three miles. What am I going to do? You know what I mean? Like that's its own thing. What All right. That's over on bag? Xbox. <laughs> going to punch the nutbag. <laughs> You'll be punching nutbags left and right in Helldivers. It's true. It's Arrowhead. True. Put a date on it. But I mean, real, real talk. What do you think the right strategy would be for Helldivers too? Because I, I mean, the right strategy is you're on the money right now. I, I feel drop like, a PlayStation. Hey, guess what? Here's a PlayStation exclusive multiplayer fun jump in, jump out kind of thing. Let's go. Because I feel like, like if it's not literally the next three weeks, the rest of this year I just think is a little too crowded for this type of game. Where we have September, where there's a lot of big titles, Starfield, the Mortal Kombat, things like that. Murder. Then October is just ridiculously stacked, uh, including Alan Wake 2, which we didn't mention yet. Uh, November kind of seems... You're still playing your October games. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And also, like, there's just, there's going to be... When's Mirage out? Assassin's Creed Mirage? Eight, uh, Mirage is out eight days before Spider-Man 2 and Mario. Eight wow. days yeah. away. Yeah, but November, I just feel like, is a tough time. November, December is always like more tough just because of the amount of things going on in life. This is a January game. Listen to me. January would fit real well. Yeah, hey, we're here. It's a new year. We want to play new games. This game's dropping. It's four-player co-op. Let's jump in. Let's kill some stuff, some bugs. Let's get out there. Why not? Yeah. But yeah. Bugging. October is crowded. Looking at September. Eliza P. Oh, yeah. Eliza P. Cyberpunk, Phantom Call. Liberty. Oh, yeah. Cyberpunk. Eliza P. Same day as what? Mortal Kombat. Mortal Wait, really? Kombat. Yeah. Hold on. Mortal Kombat. Isn't that September? <laughs> Uh, That's what I was talking about. Liza P. Oh, September. oh, I thought you said October 19th. No, no, September Man, 19th. Uh, Mortal wow. Kombat 19th. Kevin's mom's birthday. It's about 13 days before that is Starfield. Yeah. 12 days before that is 
armor core. I'm tired. <laughs> That's good, man. Let's it's go. great. But yeah, I do worry about you know how many people I'm going to get going there. I want to. I want to be hell diving. Right now would be perfect. Mm-hmm. Can't do it though. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Assassin's Creed Mirage, Greg Way, number five on the Roper Report. Assassin's Creed Mirage is three times shorter than Valhalla. Apparently, this is George Yang over at GameSpot. It seems. Like Assassin's Creed Mirage will be around three times shorter than Assassin's Creed Valhalla. The most recent entries in the franchise have gotten increasingly long, and the upcoming one has been pitched as a more focused experience. In an interview with French video game YouTuber Julian Shees, uh, translated by PC Games N, Ubisoft lead producer uh, Fabian Solomon said, quote, Given that we do a lot of playtesting internally at Ubisoft, it's part of our process. We really want to get as close as possible to the players. So we'll say that the latest play times we received average at around 20 to 23 hours, end quote. Salomon continued, quote, that can go up to 25 to 30 hours for the completionists. And we'll say that those who will be rushing the game will be around 20 hours, end quote. In 2020, I'm sorry, in 2020, GameSpot noted that Assassin's Creed Valhalla took around 60 hours to complete the main story after 65 hours. After 65 hours, Around 85% of the entire game was finished, which includes side quests. I don't know what the fuck they were doing. I'm like 75 hours, and I can't even be remotely close <laughs> to anything. Look, I love this, but I, hey, let's take it even further. You know what I mean? I'm looking for 10 times. 10 hours. 10 you know? Hours. Yeah. 8 to 10 hours, man. I feel like that would just be so damn nice. Yeah. But yeah. hey, even this, it's a step in the right direction. I think this is great. I, I feel like there's there's a place for the giant games. Obviously, people really enjoy them. They love them. They buy them. They play them. They review well. So cool. They're out there. But man, I do miss an eight-hour game. And every once in a while, we get them. But I feel like we don't get them with this level of production and this level of like oomph behind it all sure. so you don't get the suits where you feel the stabbies you know <laughs> yes exactly I'm, I'm there's, there's about that too. putting on my suit getting stabbed let's go have some fun yeah yeah uh you want to talk about a game that you just we just referenced it and especially you talk about like hell divers trying to find a date but a game that i feel like is just getting lost is assassin's creed mirage mm-hmm. we're like bear what's your hype level for mirage i'm very hyped do you, do you very feel, excited for that game do you feel like the rest of the world sleeping on it, or do you feel like it's getting the amount of right amount of hype? Because that's a game I forget about every time we talk about games coming up this year. I know, but you're also uh, like what we call Mike a AAA slut. Like you're an Assassin's Creed open world slut. That's you know? correct. Um, I'll be sucking and fucking each and every one of them. <laughs> and they're nutbags. I feel like it's speaking to the OG Assassin's Creed crowd. Outside of that, I don't see a lot of talk about it. Um, but granted, when you have a, a two-month uh, kind of timeline of Starfield and Mortal Kombat and Spider-Man 2, um, especially in a time where, like, AC took a break for a couple years outside of DLC, right? Um, I, I don't know. I just uh, That's a franchise that's always kind of... I never feel like there's excitement going into it. And then when it comes out, people are like, oh, yeah, this one's great. Or, you know, with Valhalla, it was a little bit more of like, oh, there's too much. Or, oh, yeah. it's so good and stuff like that. So I, I never feel like there's a lot of discussion before an AC game. But I'm personally super stoked for it. I'm stoked for, you know, like a 20-hour experience uh, akin to Assassin's Creed 2 and Black Flag and all that stuff. So um, sign me the fuck up. With, with these type of games, Barrett, with uh, Mirage specifically, like, do you, do you think you're going to platinum this one? No, I don't platinum Assassin's Creed games. There's usually way too much fucking stuff to do. But even I if usually, this one's more focused, like they're saying here. I mean, I didn't when I did Assassin's Creed in review, which you can check out over on YouTube.com slash kind of fun games. Um, I didn't platinum. Like I went back and played AC2 Brotherhood, like all through like the Ezio collection on PS4. Like I didn't platinum those games. I did enough of the open world stuff that I felt like personally engaged in, interested in stuff. But I... I I'm not a huge platinum head. I try to get one platinum a year. That's always like my little my little goal. And it's usually treat. like a, I don't know, like a smaller game or an easier game. Like Spider-Man 2 will most likely be the game that I platinum because it's just like there is open world stuff to do, but it's usually pretty simple to, to get through. So, mm. yeah. Watch the movie Significant Other over the weekend. You seen this or heard about no. this? It's a Paramount Plus horror oh, movie. Oh, is this the oh, horror movie? yeah. But not the one with Reese Witherspoon or National no, Picture? No, no, I don't know. You know what that one is. Uh, it's got the guy from White Lotus who looks like Christopher Reeve, and then it's got the woman from It Follows in it. That's the best I can help you with. doesn't matter who they are, though. But the idea here is that it, you know an alien comes to Earth and starts like doing shit or whatever. But you know what it really made me think a lot about? Fucking 
Spider-Man 3. Remember when the goddamn symbiote just landed next to Spider-Man? That yeah. was how they did that. That's yeah. how they explained that it. Was it. It landed next to Peter Parker's moped and got on him that way. Yeah. I remember, you want to talk about like, I do Greg. toxic fandom. Mm-hmm. That was me in that theater watching that movie. <laughs> yeah. Because I remember, like, I'm watching Spider-Man 1, I can't, in that period pieces, obviously, but like, mm-hmm. oh my God, what a great movie. Spider-Man 2, they ended there together, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, Sam Raimi can do no wrong. So when Spider-Man 3 comes around, we're talking about the symbiote. I'm doing like I you would you hate me now and I understand that but yeah. you would have loved Young Greg of course because Young Greg stars in his eyes I'm watching Spider Man two again and I'm like look at how J Jonah on your UMD on your PlayStation I was portable watching UMDs you know what I'm watching brother uh, look at watch how J Jonah Jameson's son the astronaut makes this leap and the and the cops won't do it I'm like he's got the symbiote that's how they're gonna explain it this is gonna be fucking awesome. And Sam Raimi came out dressed like a goddamn naval officer and just shit all over it. So good. Couldn't even watch WandaVision. Gonna make a Wanda movie. Can't even watch WandaVision. Fucking Sam Raimi. You know what I mean? Stick to Evil Dead, Sam. <sighs> I'm with Landed you. next to him. They were like, that's that's it. Well, this is the best we can do. We got a lot of we got a lot to shove in this movie for no reason. Greg, we'll just have it land next to him. I know we're going long on this already. Every the eight billion people on the planet, this thing lands next to Spider-Man. Of course it does. Of course it does. I'm, I'm a little worried about Spider-Man 2 from Insomniac. I shouldn't be, and I'm actually not. I'm just being dramatic here. Sure, I like it. But, like, it's hard to get a Venom story right. Venom. It's real hard, man. Yeah. And, like, I, I feel like they're going to do it. I feel like they're going to pull it off. But, like, we'll see, man. They're playing with fire here. They know that. Yeah. I think, and that's what I keep going back to when this comes up in conversation. And, like, Insomniac knows what they're up against. They know how we all talk about it and, what's, and Spider-Man getting, you know, not screwed over, but not getting Game of the Year awards because it was up. I think I think there's a lot of chips on a lot of shoulders in Insomniac, Ooh. and I think they're going to come out swinging. I'm oh, swinging? <laughs> swinging from the old nutbag. Number six on the Roper Report. Hit MMO. Final Fantasy fourteen is finally. And the rock means finally. Coming to Xbox. This is Ethan Gotch over at Kotaku. At long last... Xbox owners will soon get to enjoy the MMORPG PlayStation players have enjoyed for nearly a decade. Final Fantasy XIV is headed to Xbox Series X slash S in spring 2024 after being a PlayStation console exclusive since 2014. Producer and director Naoki Yoshida. Right? I got that. <laughs> Naoki. Naoki, uh, Yoshida, uh, made the announcement on stage at the game's 2023 Fan Fest in Las Vegas, Nevada, alongside Microsoft's gaming CEO, Phil Spencer. The Xbox Series X slash S version will offer 4K graphics and faster load times like its PlayStation 5 counterpart. While the full release is still almost a year away, an open beta will be available for players to try much sooner when patch 6.5X arrives in the months ahead. Congratulations, Xbox. Hell yeah, man. This is great. Congratulations, fans. Very surprised it took this long. Yeah. But happy it's happening. Um, And I, I, you know, I feel like Final Fantasy 14 is a platform to itself. And I love that more people are going to be able to play this thing. Um, I feel like that's just great. I'm sure Michael Heim is extremely excited about it. I'm sure he is. And God bless you, Michael Heim. Get out there and enjoy things. (laughs) Number seven on the Roper Report. PS5 beta finally adds support for Dolby Atmos HDMI devices, among other things. This is Wesley, Wesley Yin Poole at IGN. Sony is rolling out a new PlayStation 5 beta that adds a number of new features, including Dolby Atmos HDMI device support. The new update, released today in beta form, uh, adds audio options that allow 3D audio powered by Tempest 3D Audio Tech to be used with compatible Dolby Atmos-enabled HDMI devices such as soundbars, TVs, or home theater systems. Go wide, What? It's happening? You had your hands up this entire time. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? You read this headline, and I was like, no. No, this can't be. What? This is a... Game changer for me and me alone, Greg. Yeah, yeah, it's a big deal for you. PlayStation's 3D audio is fantastic. The Tempest stuff is so good, but it's been limited to just the freaking headphones or even worse, TV speakers. What the fuck? No. Yeah. I mean, I've had to just sit with like 7.1. No, that's not good enough. I want Dolby Atmos. Not good this enough. is such a game changer. I, I, I mean, I hope this gets out before Spider-Man 2. It's the beta right now. Oh, man. It's, it'll be tight, but it might. Yeah. You can also just get into the beta. Yeah. Oh, but I mean, the compatibility of it all. This is exciting. Sorry. Keep going. 
No, you're fine. I'm glad you're excited. Uh, the beta also includes more options to quickly find games and console tips, new ways to connect with other players and customize your multiplayer sessions, and support for larger capacity M.2 SSDs up to 8 terabytes. Holy shit. New accessibility features mean you can now assign a second controller to one account uh, as an assist controller and use two controllers to operate PS5 as if you were using a single controller. This means you can now play games collaboratively with others or help a friend or child play a difficult section of a game. Meanwhile, there is now an option to turn on haptic feedback effects uh, while using your PS5 with DualSense controller, the DualSense Edge controller, or PS PSVR 2 Sense controllers. This means system sound effects for certain events, such as checking a box, or when you get a notification or boot up a game, are reflected physically through haptics. Improvements to social features include a party UI update, which means you can now invite a player into a closed party without automatically adding the player into the group or creating a new group, and share screen preview, which means when someone's sharing their screen in a party, you can join. You'll now see a preview image of their share screen even before you enter the party. Hopefully, you can now react to messages with emojis. Other highlights include the ability to search for games in your library. And it, I know, it was already there. This is a hypo. There you go. It got boring after the first part, but yeah. This is super, super, super exciting to me. Like, legitimately, the like this has been such a leg up for Xbox for me, where yeah. it's like when there's third-party games, oftentimes I will want to play the Xbox version just because of the Dolby support. Um, and I've always been bewildered that uh, they wouldn't allow this and that it was just for the TV speakers and not for a home theater setup, which would make so much more sense for 3D audio. But this is really exciting. That's awesome. The um, advancements in SSD... Um, Put in the big drive. Put that big drive the, in up there. Up to eight terabyte. That's insane. Shove like, it in. Eight terabyte SSDs like that. Like that's. I don't. I don't even know that they exist. I, I'm sure they do. But like, I. I WD Black is making them right now. Yeah. 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 Uh, but hey, this is all great stuff, and this is what happens when we're this many years into a, a console's life cycle. But I appreciate that the tech. Someone's out there caring about this stuff. Uh, and the haptic feedback stuff sounds cool, too. Like, these all just sound like great quality of life stuff that people are actually asking for. And now, if I'm this excited about the Dolby thing, I hope there's people out there that are just as excited about some of these other updates. M. Dwan is going off in the chat over and over again saying you can mute the beep now. I, did I read that and I just it didn't register? Or is it that you're saying, like, I didn't, it wasn't in there that you're going to be able to mute the fucking beep, like, when you go beep, beep, when it turns back? Like, this morning. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I got to get you off the ground, PlayStation 5, because, again, mm -hmm. they were down. People were sleeping in my entertainment area, so I brought my PlayStation to the upstairs TV. But then I was like, all right, well, now Ben is going to, you know, be crawling around here today. I got to yank it out. I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm going to have to. You're going to bitch at me later. Just yank the power right out oh, of it. It gets so mad at you. Beep, 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 beep. I do like the beep though. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to mute, mute the beep. beep now. The beep calls out over time. Yes, the piercing beep you can mute. And they say everything is just for turning it on as well. Cool. Jesse Reed saying Corsair makes an yeah, eight terabyte M2 drive. It's eight hundred and seventy-five dollars. Yeah, that's that is prohibitively expensive, but very cool. And a couple years from now, that'll be affordable. Yeah. Uh, eighth and final story for your Monday as you start your week. Hasbro wants Xbox to bring back Activision's Transformer games via Game yes, Pass. What a headline. Yes. Jordan Midler of VGC. Hasbro has said it would like to see Microsoft revive Activision's old Transformer games via Game Pass. Activision released several Transformer games during the Xbox 360 era that are now no longer purchasable digitally due to licensing issues. These are the ones from High Moon Studio, right? Yeah, so War for Cybertron, Fall of Cybertron, and then there was also one that was... Uh... If I remember correctly, there, there was two more. One was uh, Transformers Dark of the Moon, like like licensed game based on sure, the movie. Yeah. And then there was one that was like uh, a, a weird multiverse thing that was like the movie characters with the Cartoon ball game. and war <laughs> for Cybertron characters. I but, died, I, I died. We're still in the article here. Sorry. However, now following the imminent deal that would see Microsoft own Activision, Hasbro is hopeful this could spark a revival. During an interview with Transformer at Transformers World, no, during an interview with Transformers World, the Hasbro team said, "Quote: Sadly, apparently Activision's not sure what hard drives they're on in their building. When a company eats a company that that eats a company, things get lost, and that's very frustrating. Hope is that now that the deal is moving forward with Microsoft and Xbox, they'll go through all the all of the archives in every hard drive to find it all because it's an easy Game Pass ad. Uh, we want those games back up for people to have a chance to play." End quote. I have been wanting to replay these games for so long, and they do not make it easy at all. Um, but yeah, they're very, very great games, like 8.5s, but like oh, yeah, hard yeah. 8.5s. I remember these being a big deal at the time. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and they're awesome. Like, they're legitimately awesome, cool story, like, like just 
it's dope. It's a Transformers game, and it's like it, it wasn't them trying to like serve anything, but just making a dope Transformers game. And th these were coming out at a time that the brand wasn't tainted yet. Like oh. it, it wasn't like you know now everyone hears Transformers, and it's like eye roll or like oh Michael Bay, worst things ever. Like this was when this was I feel like a pillar of Transformers. Like are you kidding? Look at that Trypticon out there, man. A big ass dinosaur robot. Yeah. So sick. It's also a mobile base, Greg. It's also a trip to Cannes, also a chemical in Turkey that makes you sleepy on Thanksgiving. Wow. I hope this happens, though. Well, I can't wait to see if they find these hard drives, Tim. Mm -hmm. But that's so far away. Yeah. If I wanted something more immediate, say what came to the mom and grab shops, where would I go? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform, as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily show host each and every weekday. Yeah. Out today. Trine 5, a clockwork conspiracy is on everything. Rise of the Triad, Ludicrous's edition is on PC. F1 Manager 2023 is on everything but Switch. Uh, Gust of the Wind is in early access on PC. Venba is on everything. Uh, and Aria's Melody is on everything as well. Deals of the day for you. Venba is up right now on Xbox Game Pass and PC Game Pass. So Xbox and PC Game Pass. You can just go get Venba right there and you should because it's great. Uh, we ask people watching live on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames and youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames to go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up. What? You're wrong. I said like oh. Vince McMahon though. Yeah. Um, Ian Call says, let's get real. Wearing black in the sun is a heat risk, not a myth. Respect the sun or meet your peril. Bander SN says uh, Grezzo is currently working on Jet Dragon for iPhone. Their last game was Mito a Metopia remake. Yeah, in 2021. Uh, Nawaji's Eyes says I said it to me to me to Mill. I said well, no, I don't know, but it, it's called Thamil Thamil culture Thamil food. Thank you very much. This is part of the problem for Avi. He made a great game, but there's no VO. So you know what I mean. I'm reading it off the page. I'm doing my best up there. Similarly, Tundra Boy says, Jusant, Jusant was shown during the Xbox Bethesda showcase this year, not the PlayStation showcase. Great. Uh, I don't know what this is, and there's no source. Uh, we didn't do anything wrong there. Uh, okay, a deal of the day for you from Charles Jacobson. Uh, you can get the WD Black 4 terabyte SSD for 60% off on Amazon right now. One gigabyte is 63% off. Oh, God. Fucking God damn it. Here we go. Oh, no, don't. Cozy Bear's coming in here carrying water for Sam Raimi. His name was on the fucking picture. All right? You know what happens when he, he's like, I'm going to read it. And then yeah, I'm going to tell oh, you about a real away, man. Greg. All right? A real director. Cozy Bear says, read Spider-Man 3 and its inclusion of Venom. Sam Raimi has gone on the record uh, that he originally had no interest in including Venom in Spider-Man 3, but the producer, uh, Avi Arad, uh, forced him Ooh. to shoehorn the character in after much protest. Spider-Man 3 is a crappy film, and Raimi is responsible for a lot of the issues, but the Venom stuff is more the fault of Sony being greedy in terms of its villainous inclusions. You know who's a real director? Barry, give me the one. <laughs> we got there. You know who's a real director? Richard Donner, all right? When they started jerking his chain around about Superman, he fucking walked off. That's why Superman 1's weird, and then Superman 2 film the same, but they're like Superman 2, and you got the Donner cut, but it's really just a combination. That Sam Raimi should have done that. He should have taken off his little Navy suit, walked the fuck out, said, you know what? I'm not going to ruin this motion picture. I'm not going to take one of the greatest, coolest characters, Venom, have him fucking land by Spider-Man's fucking foot. Nick, you remember this? Spider-Man 3. Sp Venom, the symbiote just lands next symbi to him. Topher Grace. Topher Grace. That was another choice. And that's another thing we'll get into right now. Topher Grace. And I don't, don't do it. All right. I don't need anybody sending me the controversy links on Wikipedia for Richard Donner or Topher Grace. All right. I don't know. I don't need to know. Topher Grace. Raw deal. All right. Could have been a cool Venom. Fucked it all up. I'll never forgive you, Sam Raimi. Watch WandaVision. 
Greg, did you see that Rolling Stone today posted their top 50 superhero movies of all time list? And number one was Zack Snyder's Justice League. But then they realized they're like, oh, fuck, we made a mistake. And they posted the list backwards. So it's actually number 50. <laughs> so there was a moment where like all the Zack Snyder people were like, we did it. We did it. We did it. But they're like, wait, why is number two Ghost Rider or some shit? Oh, my like God. That. That's incredible. <laughs> that is fucking incredible. What was number one for real? Uh, I don't know. Probably Dark Knight. Probably Dark Knight. Yeah, I guess yeah. Or like one of the spider While Tim looks that up, ladies and gentlemen, I'll remind you that this is kind of funny. Games Daily, each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show for free at kindoffunny.com slash KFGD. Uh, if you really like it, go to patreon.com slash kindoffunny, where, of course, you could support us. Keep the lights and mics on. Keep us happy. Make sure we can keep doing cool <clears> shit <throat> for you. Uh, of course, you could also get each and every episode ad-free. You can watch and record the podcast live as we record them a day early. You can get those on demand ad-free. You get 300 episodes, and you're going to love the shirt, yeah. for, uh, the premium tier next month. Uh, I'm going to do this real quick. The top 10. Number 10, Incredibles. Okay. Number 9, Wonder Woman. Huh. Ooh. Number 8, Thor Ragnarok. Number seven, The Dark Knight. Oh, Whoa. Jesus, here we go. This sounds like this should have had a shit list. Six, <laughs> Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Okay. That's okay. Very, I okay, mean, I would put it higher probably. But anyway. Number five, Superman 1978. Yeah. Your boy. Yeah. Uh, you don't know. You're, you're going to do Superman in a review and you're going to go, like, I don't get it. But uh, it was such it. a big deal, like making the genre. Number four, Endgame. Sure. Number three, Logan. Okay. Number two, Spider-Man 2. Hell Number yeah. one, Black Panther. Huh. 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 Look, huh. hey, whatever. Whatever. I think it's a solid top 10. That's it's like, solid. yeah. Don't agree with all the choices, but I get it though. I get it. Uh, you know what else I get, Greg? The MCU. What are we going to have to do right after this show? We're going to live react to the Loki trailer for season two. First time we ever watched it. Also, Real don't forget, time. I don't think we even talked about it, but Secret War, no, Secret Invasion MCU in review is up right now. That's true. Uh, in, in review podcast feeds. And let me tell you, Nick and I put on a hell of an episode. Great episode. It, whether or not you've watched Secret Invasion, please watch this in review. It, that, it that, was, it, exactly. We all understand. You've seen the reviews. A lot of people are like, oh, we don't want to watch Secret Invasion. First off, we summarize it perfectly for you. And I let you know if you can jerk off to Bridgerton season two. He does in, in way too explicit detail. <laughs> this week's host for Games Daily. Tomorrow, it's me and Bless. Wednesday, it's Mike and Bless. Thursday, it's Bless and Tim. Friday, it is Tim and Bless. If you are watching live right now, we're going to do that live reaction to Loki. And then a brand new episode of Kind of Munchies is happening all on the stream. You miss any of that, it's up later on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games. And before that, Mike and Nick in the afternoon with possibly an update on the uh, vision capability of one Snowbike Mike. Big day here at Kind of Funny. So stay tuned to twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games and youtube.com slash Kind of Funny Games. You're going to have to find the right streams as they as they happen. But just, you know, stay on it if you're on YouTube. It gets a little complicated out there in these streets. I believe in you. You can figure out what to click on. Mm -hmm. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, it's been our pleasure to serve you.